is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello right. and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today I have with me Justin Klein, founder of Markerly at markerly.com. He has created award-winning campaigns when it comes to influencer marketing. In the last nine years, he worked for Fortune 500 brands, nonprofits, and government organizations. And Justin has developed a unique methodology for influencer marketing. That's what we're going to talk about. Hello, Justin. How are you today? Hey, how are you, Klaus? I'm very well. Justin, give me a bit of a background. Obviously, you're sort of a, um, a dinosaur when it comes to influencer marketing. You're doing this for a very, very long time. I think that's all before influencer marketing became a thing. Give me a bit of a rundown. How did you start? When did you start? How did the whole story start? Yeah, absolutely. So back in 2012, uh, we started Markerly. And originally, it was not actually an influencer marketing company. Um, that came a little bit later. Uh, the original concept was actually a highlighter for websites where you could save quotes that you found uh, you know, across the web. And we got on a ton of different publisher sites and later decided to pivot uh, into influencer marketing. Um, back then it was mostly mom blogs and you know, Instagram wasn't as big as it is now. And TikTok obviously wasn't around. Uh, YouTube was kind of like just starting to, to rev up. Uh, and yeah, we got in at a very interesting time because it was mostly editorial content on people's blogs. And we had a ton of data uh, because we were tracking all these different blogs. Uh, and we were able to, uh, you know, see how much engagement, uh, you know, these different blog posts were getting. And it made for a very natural transition into influencer marketing uh, because uh, we were able to quickly monetize and uh, start activating some of these very uh, large bloggers at the time. And then, you know, it, it started to evolve into incorporating all these other platforms um, that is, you know, kind of now quintessentially part of uh, you know, modern influencer marketing. Okay. Okay. Obviously, influencer marketing, I think, is just a new word. I think influencer marketing was always there. Um, it was just like you get, get recommendations from someone has just become a thing in the interwebs. Now, obviously, influencer marketing, as you said, over the years has changed a lot. I mean, new platforms have come up. Um, new ways to use influencer marketing have come up. What kind of approach do you have to, to influencer marketing nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I think that it all depends on your objective, right? Uh, you know, different brands, uh, you know, have different objectives when it comes to working with influencers. So, you know, it could be simply generating web traffic and sales. It could be uh, generating content that you could then repurpose elsewhere. Um, it could be about, uh, you know, be, you know, getting a story out there. Uh, if you have a particular narrative or a brand story that you want to propagate, across the web uh, and, you know, drum up buzz about, uh, 
influencers are really great for that as well. Uh, you know, it really just depends on uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So basically in a nutshell, what makes an influencer an influencer? Going back to the basics. Yeah. So an influencer really is just anyone that is able to convince or persuade others uh, to do some type of action, right? Uh, I would argue that you know, the idea of influencing, uh, you know, kind of started first and then marketing and advertising came after that, right? Because they were developed uh, essentially to, uh, to, to influence people, right? Uh, so I, I think that the whole idea of influence came first. And, you know, now is the first time ever, of course, that your next door neighbor could have millions of followers on a platform like Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, which has changed the landscape of influence. Um, and it really has kind of brought influencer marketing um, kind of to the forefront of uh, marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. Now, as you said, your best neighbor or your neighbor can be an influencer in a specific niche or topic or whatsoever because of social media. Now, Obviously, there's different subsections of influencers. You might have micro-influencers, you might have celebrity influencers, and so on and so forth. If you approach a campaign or a project, how do you look for the right influencer for the, for the project? Yeah, so I think that it's really important to pick people that would naturally have an affinity for the brand uh, and the products that the brand sells uh, or services. So... You know, you wouldn't want to, uh, you know, have a bunch of people promoting, you know, like a pet related uh, brand if they don't have pets, right? Uh, you know, they need to be able to complement what the brand is offering. And I would start there. And then obviously, uh, depending on whether you are trying to target based on location, uh, you know, you would want to obviously include influencers accordingly. Um, if there's a certain demo demographic profile that works better for the brand, like based on, uh, you know, market research and uh, just analytics of sales, uh, that's also a, a really great place to start in terms of like, uh, you know, figuring out what types of influencers that you want to work with, uh, because you want to make sure that their audiences uh, are going to mirror um, the the target customer. Mm, absolutely. So obviously, you see sometimes that, or how easy or not easy is it for you to find out if a influencer is is real, is legit, is not? I don't know. Has fake followers? It's a fake profile or whatever. What do you do to make sure that this person is real? Yeah. So there are a lot of different ways that you can assess whether an influencer actually has a a true following. And I would look at comments, right? Because most of the fake profiles either don't have a high comment rate uh, when you compare to their peers or uh, the comments, if they do have a good comment rate, uh, the comments are all very similar. And, uh, you know, they're like maybe one word, great, awesome, fabulous, you know, uh, thumbs up, like just very generic. Uh, and, you can kind of tell by clicking into those people that are engaging that they might be private accounts with zero followers that maybe were created within the last week. Uh, you know, and usually that's, uh, you know, a red flag, right? Uh, 
So obviously you don't want to work with people that don't have high engagement rates, but then if they do, it's important to look into who's engaging and, uh, you know, seeing whether those followers who are engaging are, uh, you know, are real. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. So you said that you have developed a unique methodology for influencer marketing. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, over the past, you know, uh, what, since 2012, that's, uh, that's like what, nine years, uh, we have tried everything. So we know what works, what doesn't, and everything in between. So uh, this gets into how we are uh, going about the strategy, how we are going about the identification, uh, you know, the activation process, the outreach, the legal, the compliance, the technology, uh, you know, all of these different facets have been fine-tuned over the years uh, to enable us to run very effective campaigns. Mm -hmm. Talking about effectiveness, how do you measure the success of an influencer campaign? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to objective. Uh, so it, it really just depends on what the brand is trying to achieve. And then you want to build a program to support uh, you know, what that objective is. And then uh, once the campaign is over, you can then look at the KPIs that have been developed in accordance, uh, you know, with, you know, the objectives to determine uh, whether the campaign was a success or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. On your website, I see you have a um, Instagram analyzer tool. So how does that help me? If, if, if I want to be becoming an influencer, is that something that helps me in finding out if I'm good enough or how does that work? Yeah, so it's it's really a fun tool that you can use to compare influencers. So if you're a brand and you're trying to, de to determine uh, whether you want to work with influencer A or influencer B, um, you can create a report and compare the two, um, you know, as far as like their uh, engagements, um, their followers, uh, you know, the brand affinity of their followers. There's just a number of different uh, metrics that you can easily kind of have this side-by-side -side comparison uh, to, to kind of dig in a little more and determine who you want to work with. Mm, okay, that sounds good. So if somebody's approaching you, let's say I, I want to start an influencer project for my direct-to-customer brand, how do I approach you guys? How is the process working with you guys? Yeah, I mean, you can just reach out, um, hello at markerly.com. And, uh, you know, typically it starts there and then we uh, will hop on a discovery call and learn more about the business and, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, usually it just starts off as a very casual conversation. Um, and then, you know, the process would be, you know, we would move to like the proposal phase. And then once, you know, that looks good and if there's a fit, um, then we would move forward with a campaign. Okay. The campaign itself, how is that structured? How, what kind of bits and pieces are coming together in the campaign? How do you help? Do you create artwork and copy? And what, what's your part on that side? Yeah, absolutely. So we're handling everything. It's very much a full service. Uh, so um, this includes, um, you know, all of the strategic thinking that goes into, uh, you know, what we're doing and what the influencers are going to be creating in terms of content um, you know, putting all the materials together that will be mass communicated to the influencers, uh, doing all of the outreach, um, 
and identification to find all of the best influencers who are going to be the best fit. Uh, then all of the legal and compliance, uh, you know, aspects are covered by us to, in, to ensure that, uh, you know, they are going to, you know, put forth uh, their end of the bargain, um, that they're going to uh, put out content that is best in class, that they're going to properly disclose, uh, you know, if they're being paid. Uh, then uh, there's an entire reporting engine. Uh, which is provided to our clients so that they can keep track of the campaigns. There's also, uh, you know, very stringent approvals, um, you know, a, a very stringent approval process. Um, so, you know, uh, is the concept great? Is that approved? Is uh, the content that's being created, is that awesome? Is that approved, right? Is it ready to go live? Like that whole process is streamlined um, in our platform to ensure that we're passing on as much value to our clients as possible. Uh, you know, we're able to do this very efficiently um, through the use of software. Okay, so I understand that you also do a sort of quality control process when it comes to the influencer, so that there is no risk that the influencer sort of fucks it up. <laughs> exactly, yes. We, we need to make sure that they are uh, great representatives of the brand. Okay. How long does the process take between a first contact and before a, a campaign really goes live? Usually, I, I like to give it like two to four weeks. Um, we have done campaigns faster than that. Um, you know, we had a Valentine's Day campaign once and they came to us like five days before Valentine's Day. They wanted like 15 influencers um, so we had to send a bunch of influencers to like Hallmark stores to find greeting cards to, you know, uh, do like uh, Instagram photos for their loved ones um, just in time for Valentine's Day. So like we we are able to be nimble and move quickly, um, but usually I I prefer to uh, have ample time to really make sure we're getting all the right people. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to have to rush because then that obviously um, will take away from other aspects. Hmm. Now, influencer marketing, would you recommend to do a campaign in conjunction or in cooperation with other campaigns, with Facebook ad campaigns or any kind of paid traffic? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, in many cases, will include uh, boosting into our campaigns in order to further amplify the content um, to the specific audiences that we want. Uh, so, yeah, that's becoming uh, more and more relevant, um, especially for smaller brands or brands that want to uh, target a very niche uh, type of customer. It's really great for that because we can find uh, smaller influencers to create the content, right? And then we connect to their ad accounts. We're able to boost that native content. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, uploading, re-uploading the video. We're actually using the native organic posts um, that the influencer put up and are just, you know, boosting that content to more people. It's coming from the influencer. Okay. Um, do you have any kind of golden nugget or tip or what you would recommend for somebody who is interested in starting an influencer campaign? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're just starting and you're not sure where to start, you know, you don't know what to do first uh, and you're not sure if you want to invest in having uh, you know an agency help you scale out your efforts, it always is great just to like you know hit up some people that you think are a good fit and ask them like, hey, uh, 
you know, I think you'd be a great fit for our brand. Um, you would love to work something out. Uh, you know, what would that take? Uh, you know, what are your rates? Uh, can I send you free products? Uh, and if you like it, maybe you can post, you know, there, I, I would say just, you know, just hit up like 10 to 20 people that you think are a really great fit and start there. And then once you start seeing results that you like, then, uh, you know, go to a company to help you scale your efforts. Okay, no, that's absolute great tip. Where can people find out more about your service and your products? Yeah, so uh, our website is probably the best place, uh, markerly.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-R-L-Y.com. Cool, I will put the link in the show notes so that everyone can check it out. Great, Justin, that was, I think, a, a great introduction into influencer marketing and how it can benefit um, businesses. So thanks for your time. Really appreciate that. And talk soon. Yeah, thank you, Klaus. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application-only program. To apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.